Good morning, today's staff in Babakama is Mem. Hey, we're going to be starting on Mandalman base. We are starting at the Mishnah. There are two Mishnayas. Uh, it's going to be the first of the two Mishnayas, Shur Ha'isha Vishur Ha'yisomim. I mentioned yesterday, just quickly repeat again today, that the daf that we learned yesterday and today as well is going to be Lizech Nishan from Rav Mordechai Pinchas Ben Rav Ben Yamin Avraham. That is Rabbi Tites of Elizabeth. His yurt site was yesterday. Um, close, uh, close with the grandchildren. Uh, went to yeshiva with a number of his grandchildren, and uh, pioneer in, uh, in, 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 in in the rabbinics and the in uh, broadcasting Torah to the uh, to the population. Whatever, Le- uh, really a, a legend in terms of Torah here in America. And uh, the uh, learning that we do yesterday today should be lezecher nishmaso. We are uh, starting with the Mishnah and more regarding. Liability, obviously, that's what we're doing over here in Babakama, specifically in the fourth, uh, the fourth parak. We're going to be Amir Tzashem finishing up the fourth parak tomorrow. Anyway, uh, we are beginning with the Mishnah. Shorei Yisha v'Shorei Yisomim. So and Shorei Apetropis. So if I have the Shvarim of that of a woman, that of a Yosem, that of an Apetropis, Shorei Midbar, Shorei Hektesh, Shorei Ger, Shemitz Ve'Inlo Yorshim, Elu Misa. So. If any one of the shorim were to kill somebody, so the shor would be chayav misa. In other words, it's a shor niskal. Uh, the point the Mishnah is making is that the shor niskal is going to be considered uh, subject to the death penalty, uh, despite the fact that it necessarily does not have it does not necessarily have an owner. Rabbi Yehuda Amir Shor Hamidbar Shor Hekdesh Shor Hager Shemais. So Peturim and Amisa Lafisha In Lahem Balim. Now, on this last point, Rabbi Yehuda uh, Rabbi Yehuda is going to object, meaning in the first cases of the Mishnah, where Shor Isha, Shor Yisomim, where there is an owner, so over there, Sainachinami, the Shor is going to be put to death. But in the latter cases of the Mishnah, where it's Midbar, Hekdesh, or Ger Shemes, the Ger, of course, obviously does not have family, and therefore there's no, there's no Yorshim, and effectively it's Hefker. In other words, if the Shor does not have an owner, so Lafi, Rabbi Yehuda, the animal is not going to be put to death because the putting the death of an animal, by definition, was going to require to have an owner. Tan Rabbanan. Well, why do you think the woman is not? I mean, why would no, no, the woman is an owner. No, what would you think? She's not. Um, I mean, the other ones I can understand. Ah, I see, I see. Right. Why woman? Okay. In other words, again, it's, uh, uh, you're right. In other words, why why would she have had any more... Mm-hmm. Uh, more reason to suggest that she is, you know, that there be a patur. What, where's the chiddush that lies within the woman? That's a fair question. I don't know. I do not know. Tanur uh, we start with the brisa. Sure, sure, shiva. If you go through the psukim, you're going to find that it says it not once, not twice, but seven different times. So lahavi, and that comes to teach me sure haisha. Shor Yisomim, Shor Apetropos, Shor Midbar, Shor Hektish, Shor Ager, Ve'enlo Yorshim. Okay, so in other words, so each one of the extra Shvarim is there to be inclusionary, and therefore it comes to include all these various cases in which one could have entertained, one could have had a Havamina uh, that they would not have been, uh, that they would not have been included. Okay, uh, the Rebbe Yehuda Amer, Shor Midbar, Shor Hektish, Shor Ager, Shor Mitzvah, Ve'enlo Yorshim, Petur Menamisa, Lefisha, Lambalam. Obviously, uh, the Bryce over here repeats and reviews with us the sheet of Rav Yehuda, which is no, that the animal that is ownerless is not going to be subject to skila. I'm Ravuna Potai Rav Yehuda Filo Naga Chulavasov Hiktish Naga Filosov Hifker. So within this sheet of Rav Yehuda says Rav Huna that if it does a negicha when there was an owner, but then the owner was makdishit. If it did the negicha and then the owner was mafkirin, 
So Rabbi Yehuda would say that still there wouldn't, the, the animal would not be subject to skila. Meaning even though the ownerlessness of the animal, okay, thank you, the, the ownerlessness of the animal occurred after the Nagicha, it doesn't matter. Meaning what's critical for Rabbi Yehuda is, is that at the time when it's going to be taken to basin, it does not have an owner. So as a result of that, the, the animal is not going to be put to death. Mimai, midiktani tarti, shara midbar, and shara gershem lo yorshim. Meaning, and how, do, how did Rav Huna know that's correct shot in Rav Yehuda? Because consider, according to Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda could have just simply gotten away with saying an ownerless animal. He doesn't say that. He gives the example of Shura Midbar. He gives another example of Shura Hager. So Shura Hager shemeis my neu de kevin lo yorshin havalei Shura Hefker. Hainu Shura Midbar, Hainu Shura Hager shemeis vein lo yorshin. And so the question is simple. How come Rav Yehuda has this, has not one but two examples which seem to be redundant one over the other? To which the Gemara says, "I'll tell you. I'll tell you why he. I'll tell you why he does that. Because obviously it's a chiddush. El alav kamashma. El alav hakamashmalan. Afilu nagel chuvasof hikdish. Nagel chuvasof hifker. Shmamina." Okay, so the Gemara says is that it's coming to tell me this specific chiddush, and that is is that the even though the ownerlessness of the animal occurs after the negicha. Still, Rav Yehuda is going to say the animal is not going to be subject to skila. Okay, the uh, there's a brisa. We're learning the brisa. It's going to be a glot support for Rav Yehuda. Yes, okay. I'm Rav Yehuda. Okay, not exactly a faithful quote of the pasuk. The pasuk has got some more words in it, but still, doesn't matter. In other words, the, the uh, Gemara is zooming in on the critical words of the Pasuk. V'huad biva'alav. Testimony of the animal is going to be done in the presence of its owner. And then vehemis. Uh, there, again, there are a couple more words in the middle, but you understand. In other words, the animal is going to be put to death only when there is an owner present. If, there is a, if it's an absentee owner, even if that absenteeism is occurred after the Nagicha, doesn't matter. In other words, now you cannot be mekayim the part of the pasuk vehuad bivalav. So achetei misa v'amad the bedin shavin keachad. Okay, so you need uh, the uh, misa and the hamad the bedin both where there is an owner at the time. Then and only then is the animal going to be put to death. So gemar din la beinan v'hashor yisakel gemar dinu elaim achetei misa v'amad the bedin u gemar din shavin keachad. And just one quick editing of the brisa, and that is is that it's not hamad the bedin is critical. But also, Gemardin is critical. In other words, the Gemardin, obviously, is the actual execution of the animal. Good, Adkan, that takes us to the end of our first sugya of today. And that is, is that ownerless animals are going to be subject to becoming, or receiving the din of Shoranisko. An animal kills, but it is ownerless. Is the animal going to be put to death? So, according to the Tanakama, yes, the animal is going to be put to death. Shoranisko is going to be irrespective of whether there's an owner or not. Meanwhile, Shlefi Shitas Rav Yehuda, if the animal has an owner, so then, and only then the animal is going to be put to death. Once the animal does not have an owner, it's not going to be put to death. And the Chiddush within the sheet of Rav Yehuda, notably Rav Huna, which the Brisa uh, totally corroborates, and that is, is that within Shittas Rav Yehuda, even if the animal had an owner, and even if the animal killed under ownership, but then the owner relinquished ownership, i.e. that he was makdish the animal, he was mafkir the animal, however he relinquished ownership, so then the animal is not going to be uh, judged as a shor and nisko. Do you know who the halacha is? I know. I assume the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is a das yachid. 
So the, I assume it's going, I assume the halacha falls like the chachamim, but I didn't look up the Rama. Full disclosure. Okay, so the shore is now en route to being so-called. It's going to get stoned. It's going to be put to death. The animal killed, and uh, the uh, they went. We went to court. Court ruled that the animal now is going to be a shorhanisko. So now yotze lisakel. The animal now is being taken out to to be to be executed. So now. What is the degree or level of ownership that the owner has now to this animal? It's a simple question, and this is classic discussion of value versus ownership. Okay, in other words, at this point in time, the animal is going to be killed, and we also know uh, that it's going to be Asr Bahana. Okay, uh, there is a very fundamental debate amongst the Rishonim, Rashi, Rabbeinu Tam, in terms of when the Isr Hana'a begins. Okay, so uh, Rashi's position. Uh, hopefully I'm saying it over accurately and appropriately. Rashi's position is that the Isra Hana begins even before it's put to death. <coughs> Rabbi Tom disagrees with that point, but anyway. But the but the point that we're making over here is, is that when something now is certainly going to have zero value, and according to Rashi, it could currently in at this point in time after the after the Hamadabadin, so it could have zero value. So what is now the ownership's relationship to an item that has zero value? So so number one, let's say the owner decides that he wants to be Maktish animal now. So it does not have the status of Hektesh. And Shachto, and if he shechs at this point in time, uh, the meat would be Aser. Okay, good. So Now, let's say before Gmar did. Now, before Gmar did, the animal did its Nagicha, it killed, it killed the person, we're going to take it to court, and the court's going to rule. But between those two points, after the negicha, but before we took it to court, does the owner have bilas on the animal? Absolutely. If he's maktish the animal, so the animal's muktash. If he shechted the animal, the meat would be would be mutter bahana. Okay. Uh, only begs the question. In other words, if he was maktish it, so are we going to subsequently take it to court after that point in time? So the um, so presumably, of course, the answer is yes. And if Basin were to rule on it, so the uh, and 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 declare it to be a shoranisgal, so presumably then the hectic status would uh, would would remove would would be removed. But at least, in other words, right? So it gets complicated. But at least the point of the Gemara is is that in this interim period where it's after Nagicha, but before we went to court, the owner is still the owner. That's effectively the point of the brisa. Okay. Now, Masul so you, let's say you give it to any one of the Dalit Shomrim. So, so the, um, so Nichnesu Tachas Habalim. So the, um, so the, uh, the Shomrim now is going to basically take on the role of the owner. So whatever, whatever, whatever the owner's role is, the Shomrim is going to have exactly the same role, which is Muad Misham Nezek Shalim and Tam Misham Chasi Nezek. That if the animal is a muad, so the shomer now is going to have full responsibility, full liability. If the animal is a tam, the shomer is going to have chatsi nezik responsibility, liability. Okay, that, that, that part's easy. Easier, I should say. Tan uh, We're on Mem Dalamad Bays. We're at the very bottom. We're starting with the Gemara, Shor Shehemis, Ashelo Nigma, Nigma Dinah Mecharo. So, you have an animal, an animal that killed a person, and next step is, is that we should be taking it to court. 
but we're at the point of before Gmardin, and now the owner sells it. Umachro, machor. The sale is going to be a good sale. Now again, let's just talk about the complexity over here. The sale is going to be a good sale. The animal needs to be brought to Basin. Basin is going to judge it. Basin is going to paskin that's a short call. It then will be taken to court. Sorry. It will then be taken to execute it. So in other words, we're saying the sale is a good sale. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. In other words, uh, with Basin is going to go over to the seller and say, look, uh, we are taking this animal. Wait, wait, I, I just read the price of the sale. It's a good sale. Look at the top Rashi over here. Machor Lirigia. So Rashi writes over here, when we say that the sale is a good sale, what does that mean? It means that right now in the interim, so the, uh, the, the person who purchased the, uh, who, who purchased this animal, so he can make usages of the animal. In other words, right now the animal, despite the fact that it's on death row, well, not, not yet. In other words, it's going to go on death row. But in other words, but, as far as the as far as the buyer of the animal is concerned, so he could use the animal for plowing. Once it's taken away from him from Basin, so then obviously uh, the uh, he, he he made usage of it. Now, in, in other words, how exactly is that now going to get contracted? How is he going to have to pay for it? In other words, he didn't really buy an animal. He kind of more like rented an animal. It doesn't matter. In other words, the point is is that whatever usages he gets from the animal, he's going to have to pay for those usages. The owner is still considered the owner so that he can transact with this animal up until the point of time that Basin takes it. Once Basin takes it now, it will have no value. Okay, so in other words, so the buyer of the animal, you don't want to call him a buyer, you want to call him a renter. Either way, the point is, is that there was a transaction and therefore he's going to have to pay. Not for the animal because he didn't buy the animal, but for the usages of the animal. So says Rashi. Higdish Muktash. Now, if he's Maktish, the animal, the animal belongs to Hektish. So, the animal belongs to Hektish again. It gets complicated because, again, the animal already did the Nagicha and we are going to take it to court. So, when we say that the animal now belongs to Hektish, meaning, okay, but in other words, it's a Shosh Nagach. And again, Nagach killed the person. So, we're going to take it to court. So, what's the Nafkamina? Again, next Rashi. Higdisha Muktash, I'm looking at the second Rashi in Memhei. Venafkamina di'imitani minei ma'al. In this interim period right now, anyone who gets any kind of benefit from that animal is going to be in violation of Me'ilah, even though Basin's going to take it and judge it and, and if necessary, kill it. Uh, but at least the owner is still the owner where he could be Maktishit, if he did so, between the Negicha and Hamad Abedin. That's the, the point over here, says Rashi. Shachta uh, Basar Mutter. Now, if you were to Shachta at this point in time, so the meat would be Mutter. Now, now, at this point in time, let's say the Shomer returned it to the owner, okay? Which means let's follows. Shomer took an animal, barred an animal, and while it was under the care of the Shomer, so the animal killed somebody, okay? So now at this point in time, we haven't brought it to Basin yet, there wasn't Hamad Abedin. So the Shomer says, okay, I'm going to quickly, <laughs> and, and, and not so subtly, I'm returning it to the owner. Or full disclosure, in other words, I, here, here I am with an animal. Oh, by the way, while the animal was under my care, the animal did kill somebody. So the animal is, in fact, going to be taken to Basin, and Basin's going to paskin on it, and the animal's going to be killed. But but, but, but here it is. Okay, but, but, but here's the animal. Thank you very much. So, However, but after Gmardin, so, so after the Gemar Din, so now what? 
So now it's 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 over. Meaning after the Gemara din, even though the animal wasn't actually executed yet, doesn't matter. The animal right now has zero value. In other words, so as 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 such, so uh, the sale is not regarded as a sale. Uh, the hektish is regarded as hektish. If you were to shecht it, the meat would be aser, and hechziru shomer lebeis balav ainu mochzar. Now let's say that under the care of the shomer, it killed somebody. It was brought to basin, basin paskened on it, and now the uh, and now the shomer <laughs> returns it to the owner. So according to the Tanakama, ainu mochzar. No, no good. No good. Because you borrowed something of, uh, from me with value and you returned it to me that has zero value. That's that's not Shmira. <laughs> it's terrible. So uh, in Rabbi Yaakov, and Rabbi Yaakov will tell you that no, even after the Gemar Din, as long as the, as long as the Shoma returns it to him, in other words, we are between the points of Gemar Din and the actual execution, if the Shomer were to return at that point in time, according to Rabbi Yaakov, Muchzar, the animal is now considered as if it's been returned to its owner. Now, this position of Rabbi Yaakov really stretches the limits of uh, of, of understanding, meaning uh, the... Okay, it, it, let's, let's, let's keep it nice and simple. It really stretches the limits of understanding because according to Rabbi Yaakov, the animal right now has no value. You can't be Maktish, the owner can't be Maktish, the owner can't sell it. In other words, it has no value, zero value. And according to Rabbi Yaakov, yeah, but the Shomer returned it and, and, and he could say to him, no, here, here you go. So the Gemara says, Lema bahav kemithli rabban sarveinu mimbi sarena haresha chalafanecha. And Rabbi Yaakov sarveinu mimbi sarena haresha chalafanecha. So now, what's at this key, the core machlokas between Tanakam and Rabbi Yaakov, the Gemara makes the following proposal. It must be that when something becomes asr behana. So does that remove now the owner from the item? In other words, I steal something. It now becomes Asr Bahana. I'll give you a nice simple example in just a moment. Right now, I'll keep it in the abstract. So the, the item becomes Asr Bahana, and now I go back and I say to the owner, look, really sorry, meaning the item is now Asr Bahana. It had value, it has no value, but I'm handing you the physical item. Here it is. I, I know it has no value right now, but... I'm giving it to you back as I got it. Granted, right now and it's right, granted right now it has no value, but I'm giving it back to you. So, does that satisfy your requirement of chazara? Is that okay? And what the Gemara is proposing right now is that that's at the key machlokus, the core machlokus between Rabbi Yaakov and the Tanakama. So, I'm a Rabbi. When you say, when you say the machlokus would be. So, Rabbi says, if really what we were arguing is, is that, can I return something that's Asr Bahana and say, if that really was a Machlokas, the Gemara says, what I could have done is I could have given you a much better case, the classic case of Chametz Bepesach. Okay. So what happens is, is that I go over and, and I borrow, I don't know, right? Uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 hard alcohol, okay? Scotch, whatever the case is. And it's chametz. Mamish chametz gamor. And uh, so, and what happens is, is that uh, instead of drinking it, I hang on to it over Pesach. Okay, and now uh, over Pesach, what does it become? It becomes chametz on Pesach. Chametz on Pesach is aser ba'achila. It's also aser ba'ana. And then what happens is, is that I return it to you. 
So chametz bePesach. Okay. The um, okay. So now, right? Chametz Shavar Lava Pesach. What exactly is its degree of Isser? It's a little bit more complicated than I'm presenting it right now. Okay, I'll try to keep it nice and simple. Okay, so Chametz comes. I'm sorry, Chametz comes and goes. Pesach comes and goes, and now the Chametz is Aser Bachil Aser And so what you do now is you return the scotch to the to the owner. Look, I did a great job guarding it. Okay, you did a great job guarding it. In other words, you you held it over Pesach. And now it was reduced and rendered to nothing, zero. It has no value. And you're telling me now that you're going to be able to get away with returning it to me after Pesach. In other words, you should have returned it to me before Pesach. Right? Okay. Well, you want to argue maybe you should have sold it. What, what, whatever. In other words, the, the, the sale of chametz is a more modern phenomenon. In the Gemara, they weren't, they weren't doing that. Or at least we don't have Gemara's recording that. Regardless. In other words, you're now returning something to me that has zero value. If we really wanted to showcase what exactly it would look like, I'm returning Isar Hana to you, and whether or not that works or it doesn't work. Do I get a check for returning it? Yes or no? I would have given the example of Chametz Pesach. That would have been a better example. That literally would have been a showcase example of what it means to return Isar Hana and whether it works or it doesn't work. Uh, why is Chametz Pesach a better example? So Rashi over here writes, Rashi's long. But uh, in other words, but just the main point of Rashi is Chametz Pesach. Do you know how effectively it goes from having value to no value? Just by holding on to it. Literally, there's nothing that you did. All you did was just hold on to it over the duration of Pesach. So without a single action on your part, you've now reduced it. You rendered it to zero with no action. And now do I get to return it to you and say, Muchzar, the item is returned? Good. So if we were debating that, and one would say that it's Muchzar, and the other one says Zayna Muchzar, so now literally we would be giving the best example of, I'm returning something to you that currently has zero value, and whether or not I get a check or not, that would have been a better example. But over here, Elahacha, back to the Gemara. So when we're talking now about the Shor Haniskal, it's not a good example. Why isn't it a good, a good example? It's because, over here, the machlokas could be a very simple, uh, a, a very simple point of contention having nothing to do with this or anam. And it could just simply be, can the animal be judged in the absence of its owner? So in other words, according to the Tanakama, you just simply can't have a gemar din. A gemar din cannot occur without the owner. So the amr uh, Meaning, what the owner could say is that, look, had you given it, had you given it back to me, there are things I could have done. Now, I know it's going to sound funny. The next thing I'm going to say, but what I could have done is I could have hid the animal and 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 and, and hid it in the in, in the swamp. Hashda uh, But now, because of you, the shomer, meaning that the animal now killed a person, and now what did you do? You handed over the animal to the basin. And now, at this point in time, now my hands are tied. There's nothing I can do. Okay. This is not the first, but this is now, admittedly, the second time in the Masechta, where the Gemara talks about, you know, you know what I could have done. <laughs> so I could have, you know, I, 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 I could have I been difficult. Okay. I, I could have, you know, I could. I, <laughs> I had options. <laughs> I had options. Now, granted, by the way, that these options over here are not exactly, they're, 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 <laughs> they're, they are, they are not Definitely best practices. <laughs> but still, the point is, is that 
the owner, even though I know the Gemara's example is a little bit strange, right? I could have ran away with the animal. I could have, I could have hid the animal. But still, uh, the, the general point of the Gemara is, is that had the animal been under my possession, there are things I could have done. Okay? Not all of them perfectly good and legal, but there's, at least I was in control. But now because of you, the Shomer, handing over my animal to Beisden, like one of, what, 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 I have no options whatsoever. So Rabbi Yaakov will tell you, it's so much easier to explain Rabbi Yaakov. And Rabbi Yaakov will tell you, look, in other words, the animal killed the person. There's nothing you could have done. In other words, even if the animal had been by you, the original owner, the owner. So even if the animal had been by you, Basin would have come, Basin would have subpoenaed, Basin would have seized, meaning, no, no, there's nothing you could have done. Meaning what I did not only is the right thing, but the only thing that could have been done, and that is hand the, hand the animal over to Basin. And, and Basin's going to adjudicate. Okay. So, so the, uh, so, so the Gemara says that could really be the machlokis between the Tanakama and, and, and Rabbi Yaakov. And it's not really a, a, a it doesn't showcase uh, the machlokis of what happens when I return to Hanah. My time at the Rabbanan. Now, this idea of Finishing and doing the gemar din with or without the owner, so the chachamim say you need the owner. Why? Because ashur yisakel v'gam balav yumas. So kemisas abalim kach misas ashur. So mabalim bifnehem. So afshur afshur bifanav. Okay. So kemisas abal kemisas ashur. An idea that we've gone over time and again, and over here and explain the chachamim. Good. So in other words, so when I need to judge a person, so I can't judge a person in 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 his absence. He needs to be present for any kind of judgment. And the same thing is, go- is going to be true with, regarding the shore. So the shore needs his his presence. Now, when I say his presence, by the way, meaning I don't just mean the animal, but obviously the owner of the animal as well. And Rav Yaakov, So the Gemara says, yeah, I, I can understand by a person. Where in other words, why do I need the person there? Because the person can defend himself. Not only can defend himself, should defend himself. But when it comes to the animal, uh, what kind of defense exactly are we talking regarding the animal? In other words, right, the, the animal is going to, is going to sit there and, and present tinnitus for himself, meaning that's absurd, that's ridiculous. Okay. No, maybe identifying the animal. Okay, good. Maybe okay. They're going to be aiding, going to identify them by uh, Right, right. In other words, yeah, I certainly, I certainly hear how this, you know, you could push back on the point and someone can tina on behalf of the animal and once the animal's there, right, it, it provides more clarity. Certainly, I hear that, but the Gemara says that's effectively the machlokus between the Tanakama and mm-hmm. and Rabbi Yaakov. Okay, uh, wh- where does that bring us to right now in the Gemara? So we're in Memham and Aleph, and we are about to turn the page. And the, and the truth of the matter is, is that we're really now going to be speaking about Shomrim and, until the remainder of the Perak, right? Even though we're we haven't started the new Mishnah yet, but nevertheless, the, the the points that we've been making now in the Gemara is number one. We went over today. Uh, what happens if the owner is not is 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 a yasom, an apotropis, a woman? So, is the animal going to be eligible to become a shoranisko? The answer is yes. What if the owner is ownerless? Can the animal become a shoranisko? So that's the machlokus between the Tanakam and Rav Yehuda. That's where we started off today. Then the um, we talked about the relationship of an owner and its animal after it does negicha. And effectively, what we talked about are two different time periods. A, the, the period between Nagicha and having gone to court and the court poskening. And then two, the court poskening, but the animal hasn't yet been actually executed. 
And effectively, in that first time period, the owner still deemed the owner, even though obviously we still have to go through the court proceedings. But between the Nagicha and, and Hamad Abedin, the owner is rendered the owner, is registered as still the owner, and he still has rights and ownership over the animal. He could sell it. He could be makdish it. I say it. It's not as simple as I'm saying, but you could do it. And meanwhile, after Hamad Abedin, and, 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 but before, before Skila, so the owner is no longer the owner. And, and, and he, can, he can't sell it. He can't be makdish it. Effectively, that is what we've been saying now in the second part of today's daf. Okay, let's continue. So, you hand your animal over to a shomer. So whatever liabilities you had, those are going to be the same liabilities that the shore has. So, uh, the, Gemara ta- the Gemara speaks out, So the Dal Shomrim, so you'll forgive me, I'm right now not going to go through all Dal Shomrim. A little bit, a little bit later on, I'll touch on it. But right now, I'm assuming that all of us are pretty fluent in terms of what the four categories are. Hargu tamim neragim upturim in a kofer. So muadim neragim umashamim as a kofer. Chayam lachzir to make sure lebalav chutz mishamachinam. Okay, so uh, if the animal kills as being a tam, so the animal is going to be put to death. Uh, there's not going to be a kofer payment. If the animal were to kill while the animal was a muad, and yes, let's assume the shomer knew that. Okay, if the shomer didn't know that, so then. I, I, there, there can be a case being made, but let's assume the shomer knew that the animal was a muad. So the animal kills, so now there's going to be a requirement for the owner to pay kofer. And then the b'risa concludes, so the, um, the, um, now as far as the, uh, the shomer, and, and, and now he was responsible for watching the animal, the animal now killed. Animal was put to death. So now the shomer has his shomer liabilities vis-a-vis the owner. Meaning that now what the shomer has to do is the shomer has to make a replacement of the animal that he either borrowed, rented, or was paid to watch. Notable exception is shomer chinam. Shomer chinam, who is asked to watch something and, and, and not to get paid. So he does not have to, uh, he, he does not have to, uh, Make any kind of replacement payment towards the owner. Now we're gonna we're gonna clarify that point in just a moment. So, Ami Hechidami. Now over here, just to understand, we need a little bit more context over here. So e denatre. Now, what exactly happened with that shomer? If the shomer did a nitira, if he guarded that animal, so I feel So in other words, so if he did what he was supposed to do, so in other words, he was responsible, but he didn't shirk. His responsibility. So he did exactly what he was supposed to do vis-a-vis the Shmira. And then something that happened that, went, that, that was beyond his control. Ones. So what do we say in the, in the cases of Ones? Ones Rechmanapatre. Um, by the way, notable exception is going to be the Shoah. Meaning a Shoah is Chai Ba'onsen. Again, when we get to the, when we get to the Bab Metziahs, this is going to be like ABCs for us. In other words, right now, the Gemara Baba Kama is expecting us to know the various degrees of liability for each one of the shomrim. Okay, so if you don't know, it's, it's I guess it's okay for now. It's not really, but shawal is chayvone. So even though the Gemara says, if you did shmira, you're going to be pater, that's true except for shawal. Fine, but anyway. But 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 for the other three, nami pater, you should be pater. The eagle on natre, and if the shomer didn't watch and, and, and guard the animal, in other words, you're a shomer. 
which means that you have now responsibility to do shmira, right? The, the in other words, it's kind of it's kind of funny. As a shomer, you have to be shomer, okay? But but that's but that's precise and that's correct. So in other words, you were given an animal animal to watch, and even as a shomer chinam, you were given the animal to watch. It means you have to watch the animal. But watching the animal, part of watching the animal means guarding the animal, protecting the animal. So in other words, you have you, you have to give it some sort of perimeter. You have to put a fence around it. And so over here, if you're a shomer, you don't do that. And even as a shomer chinam, so you are now a poshea. That's negligence. And of course, you're going to have to you're going to have to pay for the for for the uh, for the loss. Okay, Amri. Okay, so later today we're going to be doing this inside. You know what? Maybe tomorrow. I may, I may, I may start. I may start with the mission tomorrow. But anyway, regardless. So the uh, so there's what's called shmir pchusa shmir meula. Okay. Right now, let's just give very basic definition. Shmir pchusa. You put a fence around the animal, um, and 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 a regular wind would not be able to knock down the fence. Okay. Strong wind would. And then the Shmir Ma'ula. Shmir Ma'ula, so hurricane windows. Okay? <laughs> uh, hur- hur- hurricane fencing. Okay? So uh, so those are the two levels of Shmira. What kind of Shmira did you need? So, Shomer Chinam, sorry. So, what you did is you did Shmir Pachusa, Valonasha, Shmir Ma'ula. Okay, now. You did Shmir Pachusa, you did baseline Shmira. You did not do superior Shmira. Now, as it relates to Shomer Chinam, so, Kautala Shmira Sa. In other words, as far as you're concerned, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. And uh, you're, you're not expected to do any more shmirah above baseline. And so therefore, as a shomer chinam, do you give yourself a check for having done shmirah? Sure. And therefore, <laughs> something happened to the animal, and an animal broke out. So uh, you did what you were supposed to do. The, the animal broke out. The animal killed. The animal is going to be put to death. But you, you did what you were supposed to do. But hanach, but as far as the other shomer are concerned, so lo kalta shmirah san. So in other words, it's insufficient. In other words, because now you have extra liability, Shomer Sachar, Socher, certainly Shoel. So you have extra liability, so you do not get a check in terms of the uh, in terms of the Shmir that you did. And so therefore, you are going to be considered liable if in fact the animal were to break out. So Amri commands, so the Gemara says, okay, this Ukimta that we just put in, where you did baseline, but you didn't do superior Shmirah, and so therefore the Shomer Chinam now is going to get a pass. Everyone else is not going to get a pass. The Gemara says, but wait, there's, there, there's more. Amrei, So are we holding like the sheet of Rabbi Meir? Who's Rabbi Meir? So he's coming up. Where, when is he coming up? Very next Mishnah. Meaning, right, if, if just, just to, make, to have made this daf a little bit easier, what we should have done is started today with the Mishnah on Memham and Beis, and then work our way backwards. Okay, that's not normally how we do it. And I, 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 I wasn't creative today. But anyway, but in the, uh, in the upcoming Mishnah, on Mamhamad Bays, as we're about to turn the page, so you see, you see the Mishnah there, we're going to see the Sheet of Rabbi Meir. So, Ik Rabbi Meir. So, Rabbi Meir is of the position that when it comes to a Muad, so Shmir Pechusa is insufficient. And uh, so, you, you need Shmir Meula. Amr Sochik Yishamachinam Dami. So, Okay, so, according to Rebbe Meir, so, um, you need to do superior Shmira. So, the, uh, so that's fine. And, and that's why the, anyone above the Shomer Chinam is going to be liable. 
The Shomer Chinam is not going to be liable because, again, the Shomer Chinam already, his level of responsibility is at the lowest rung because he's really doing you a favor. In other words, you asked him to watch it. You're not paying him. He's doing you a favor. So for the Shomer Chinam, an allowance to do Shmir Pchusa. But anywhere outside of that, anywhere above that, so now the halach is, is that you are, um, uh, you are now supposed to give it it's shmira it needs, which is the superior shmira. Fine. That part works out fine, according to Rav Meir. Here's the kicker, according to Rav Meir. And that is, Rav Meir has an interesting shita, which is that a socher is a shamarchinam. Okay. Consider. Okay. Socher is like a shamarchinam. Why should that be? Actually, it makes a lot of sense. You think about it. In other words, when I'm renting something, so what am I doing? So I'm benefiting from your item, but I'm paying for that benefit. In other words, I'm renting the item. So, it's true that I am benefiting from the item, but I'm paying for that benefit. According to a mayor, so I am now from a from a Shomer standpoint, a Shomer Chinam. What do you mean? A Shomer Chinam doesn't get paid. I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, you know, by Socher, it's kind of similar, because even though I'm benefiting from that item, but I'm paying for whatever benefit I'm receiving. So now, basically, that knocks off the Hana that I received because I'm paying for it. And now, according to Red Mayer, in terms of a Shmira standpoint, I'm basically now down to a Shomachina. But, but the level of Hana is lower than a Shomachina. In other words, the Shomachina doesn't get any benefit from so, it. But I'm saying from the owner's perspective, the level of Hana that's okay, good. the transaction good. is less. With it, with it. Good. You can argue with Red Mayer. Not only could you, by the way, Tanayim do. I'm just, well, all I'm doing is just presenting Red Mayer. In other words, that is the Sheet of Rabbi Mayer. So now, within the Sheet of Rabbi Mayer, so. A socher, from a shmir standpoint, is on the same level as a shamachinam. So, you want to tell me that this price is going like the Shita Rav Meir. I hear that. In other words, that for the shomer socher and for the shoal. And now, I'll also add, for the socher, so now you need shmir ma'ula, because that's Rav Meir Shita, but regarding a mu'ad. I need a shmir ma'ula. Fine. But, what, but, but then you get a little bit caught, because according to Rav Meir, the socher is on the same level as a shamachinam. And therefore, the way the b'risa should have been articulated is chutz mishomachinam v'hasocher. That's how the b'risa should have should have said it. And e k'rabbi Yehuda damer socher ke nosi sacher dame. So nitzeh chutz mishomachinam v'kulan b'moadim paturim le'ingin kofer. Now, if we're going like Rabbi Yehuda, so it happens to be that Rabbi Yehuda says that a socher is like a like a shomer sacher. Okay, good. So in that regard, we're good. But the problem is, is that according to Rabbi Yehuda, when it comes to a muad. So you don't need a Shmira Ma'ula, according to Rav Yehuda, you only need a Shmira Pachusa. Okay, now, well, let, let, let's, let's assume we're going to do the next Mishnah tomorrow. Okay, Here, here's something that's going to really just be difficult to explain. I don't have to bother explaining it. I do, by the way, that's not true. But in other words, according to Rav Yehuda, for a short Tom, you need superior Shmira. For a Shmira sure Mu'ad, you only need baseline Shmira. I know... I know, I know that's hard to understand. I know that. I recognize that. Right? That is the sheet of Rav Yehuda. So the Gemara says, so if that's true, so now it comes out that according to Rav Yehuda, you never need to do Shmir and Ma'ula. So if that's true, so then the Brisa can't be going like Rav Yehuda. So, who is the author of the Brisa? If it's Rabbi Meir, so the level Shmir is great. The only problem is, is that now Socher should be aligned with Shomer Chinam. And if you want to tell me the Brisa is like Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda never requires Shmir and Ma'ula by a Mu'ad. So So now in terms of establishing who the author of that Brisa is, it's Rabbi Elazar. Uh, 
So when it comes to a shoram muad, you know what shmira is. I'll tell you what shmira is. Take out, take out a knife and check the animal. Meaning that there is at this point in time, with with a track record, with a history of the animal having gored, uh, and not just gored by the way, but killed previously. So the only thing you could do is effectively kill the animal. There's no shmira that that, that would be acceptable. You talk about, by the way, just and I'll, and I'll and I'll make comment on this tomorrow. A wide range of positions regarding a muad and the level of shmira that it has. Meaning, I need superior shmira. Nah, I need only baseline shmira. There's no way that any shmira would be sufficient to to, <laughs> to remove responsibility and liability. You're like we live literally cover cover the gamut of of, of positions. But anyway, we, it could be that the author of the price is Rebbe Lazar, and therefore ain lo shmira ela b'sakin lingin socher savalakur Rebbe Yehuda damer socher kenosis sachar dami. Okay, good. And Rebbe Lazar will tell you that socher and no say sachar are one and the same. And so therefore, so therefore the Bryce could be going like Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, so uh, what Abai will tell you is that no, really the entirety of the Bryce is going like Rabbi Meir. And really what you need is Shmira Meula. You need the superior Shmira. Aye, so what, what, what about Socher? On that regard, what he did is that he happens to flip the positions regarding where to put a socher. Meaning, in Abayu's view, Abayu subscribes to Rabbi Baravua, that according to Rabbi Meir, I know this is a complicated sentence, that according to Rabbi Meir, the socher is going to be not like the Shomachinam, but rather like the Nosei Sachar. Okay. In, in other words, according to Abayu, it works out that the price is going like Rabbi Meir. Period. I'm Rabbi Lazar, Master Shorla Shomachinam. He's a chai of Huzak Pater. Okay, so... Uh, let's say, uh, what I do is I give my shore to a shomachina. Now, if it damages, if the, sh- if the shore damages other people's property, so now liability, the shomer is going to be liable. If the animal itself gets damaged, so now uh, the shomer is going to be exempt from having to pay. Okay. Uh, in other words, right, like you and I who get insurance on our cars, in other words, we're basically, there are two two categories of insurance. In other words, the insurance of protecting ourselves when, God forbid, we damage others or other people's property. And then also, uh, right, the collision of the car as well. So over here, Rebbe Lazar says that a Shomer Chinam was watching an animal. So basically the split of the Shomer Chinam is going to be liable for anything that the animal damages, but damage to the animal itself, putter. The Gemara says, I really would like to understand that. Amri, hechi dami. In other words, I don't understand what was agreed to between the between the Shamarchinam and the and the owner. In other words, so if there was an agreement to, for accepting full liability, so you're accepting full liability. And if there was no agreement, so then the Shamarchinam does not take any, any, any liability. So what are we doing splitting the difference between damage that the animal does versus any damage done to the animal? So I'm a revelo. So the Gemara says is that when the Shamrachinam was given, so here was the understanding, and let's say verbal understanding, between owner and Shamrachinam. And that is, is that look, my animal's a little crazy. What can I tell you? In other words, was it a muan at the time? I'm not sure if that point that part is critical for this particular point. 
In other words, but my animal's not Khan. It, it, it has, it, it, it's, it's scored in the past. So I'm just telling you right now that, in other words, I'm giving it to you, but you got to make sure that it doesn't, it, it doesn't uh, gore other, uh, other animals or other people. It's done so in the past. Fine. So as far as the Shomachinim is concerned, so now he's put on notice. In other words, I'm accepting to watch the animal with the understanding that I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta fence it and make sure that it doesn't go out. Ah, but now in terms of, does that also include that the animal is not going to be injured or damaged by others? No, that, that I did not take upon myself. Meaning again, if it's articulated and stated, if it's contracted at the beginning, obviously then the shomer is going to be liable. But if it wasn't stated, and the only communication between the two is, is that my animal's wild, so that only means that the shomachinam is taking upon himself the responsibility and liability of the animal not damaging others. But if something or somebody or some other animal damages the animal, that he does not take upon himself. That's Sama de Milsa. That's the, that will be the, the default setting. Other, uh, obviously, if there was other communications, other contracts that were laid out, then that'll override the default, but that's the default setting. Adkan. We're going we're gonna to pause over here tomorrow. We'll pick it up with the new mission tomorrow. We'll finish the parak. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a shorter daf. And then tomorrow, God willing, we start the fifth paragraph of the Masechta. Okay, Mamun Amuta Basafik. We touched on it before, but tomorrow really is the daf about what happens when I have doubt regarding money. And where, where does the money go to? Okay, Adkan. Thank you.